So introvert 100% on that side. So if there's any other introverts or sensitive people out there, like you can you can certainly succeed in, uh, in all kinds of things. And online business, I think, is actually great because with online business, uh, you know, you're, you're not like a door-to-door salesman. Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. And in this show, we bring you part two with Chris Gillibo to look at his success habits. Chris leads and influences the world in nonconformity, travel hacking, business startup, and now The Side Hustle, his brand new book that we dug into in the show just prior to this one, number 486. But what about his own personal development story? In this show, you're going to hear how Chris doesn't like the term balance. He likes alignment and seasonality. Uh, being grateful is a key goal for Chris. He worries about disappointing people and letting them down as, and is concerned about where he's fallen short. He's not strong in details, follow-up, and building a company, but his strength is figuring out alternative ways of doing things and helping people fast-track their progress. His goals are not flexible, but the strategy or tactics are. He says, I'm a 100% introvert. My default mode is being by myself. I do events and look forward to them, but at the end of the night, I need to be by myself. He talks about taking risks, but for him, only very calculated risks. Folks, if you get value from this show, please say thank you by giving a positive review in iTunes and feel free to mention this specific interview and Chris Gillibo. Well, here then I bring you Chris Gillibo. So Chris, looking at the Ziegler wheel of life and the focus is, you know, not mm-hmm. success just in one area. Obviously if we have that mm-hmm. and then we're, we're falling off the end mm-hmm. of the world on another area, that's, that's not a good picture of success. Nobody's perfect in them all, but we often find people have strengths that they're, that come naturally to them and sometimes can, can overcompensate a little bit to help shore up those weak areas. But when you look at the, these areas of, you know, mind and health, health and relationships and work, where would you say it's just a natural fit for me? That was a really a strength from day one that I could stand on a pillar in essence. Mm. Yeah, no, I, and I love that whole model. I've been a big Zig fan for a long time. And, um, I'm also in that very much like that overcompensation model of like, I've kind of learned over, over the years, like I'm, I'm good at a few things. Uh, it's a pretty short list. So I'm going to focus on those things and not as good at others. Um, as for the, the broad categories, you know, work relationships, uh, spirituality, uh, health, wellness, et cetera. I feel like that's, I don't, I don't know if like there's been one that has stood out more than others, like in different times of my life, I've had struggles in each, each one of those yeah. areas. Um, in different times of my life, I felt that, you know, each one of those areas is, is going well. So I guess it's kind of like the life journey, you know, of, of you know, constantly trying to, to align yourself and, and create balance. Um, and balance is an interesting word because I don't, actually I don't always love the word balance, you know, because yeah. balance kind of, it can mean a lot of different things and it can obviously mean good things, but it can also mean like you're kind of, I don't know, watering down something or you're not, you're not really pursuing something you believe in. Um, so I like to use the word alignment. Like I want to be in good alignment with health, with relationships uh, and all of that. But I also want to, you know, work really hard and do something I, I believe in and pursue a dream. So balance. I'm curious on that. Do you find, so if you look at these areas of life, do you find that sometimes instead of, yeah, every day I spend a, a an equal proportion of my time in every single one, or, and there's a season right now, it may be a yeah. week, a month, a quarter that I'm really honed in here. And I kind of let mm-hmm. these other ones go. And then I come back. Is that something relevant for your yeah, life? I am very much about seasonality for sure. 
Um, for me, it wouldn't make sense to be like, you know, 25% of my time in the day is here and 25% of the time is there. So at the time that we're talking, I'm on this, this really big book tour. I'm going to do a hundred cities, uh, not consecutively, but at least the first, first batch is, uh, you know, pretty much 35 cities in a row, just, to, just about one per day. Um, that's, that's not normal. You know, I can't do that like all the time. Uh, so this is like my little book, book mode, you know, and then I have like book writing mode, which I'm not traveling at all. And I'm really just kind of holed up and I'm not even doing a lot of social commitments. Uh, I'm just like, this is my thing. And then I also t- try to take time, probably not as much time, but as I, as I should, but I try to take time, like, reflect, um, you know, to, to kind of look back at my gear and look at my goals and am I on track? Am I doing what I really believe in? Like, is there a gap between what I say I believe in and what I'm doing? That's something that I try to look at because I have noticed like in, in speaking of weaknesses, you know, over the years, I look and say, well, like, you know what, I talk about being grateful all the time, but actually, how do I actually really practice, you know, gratefulness? Um, or do I practice it as much as I should? No, no, I should probably like make some adjustments there. So I think it's seasonality for me. That's interesting. So when you look at your own personal development journey mm-hmm. and yeah, talking about gratitude, do you find yourself going after the areas where you feel like I do need to shore that up? I do want that to be better. Uh, is that a driving thing, but kind of looking at the things that are wrong, uh, yeah. as opposed to looking at things that are, that are right, that you're focused on. Okay. Where am I weak? Mm-hmm. Is that you? Well, it's interesting because I think it really depends on what the thing is because in lots of stuff, like when we talk, we talk about careers a lot, you know, and, uh, in lots of career stuff, I actually think, you know, addressing your weaknesses isn't always the best approach, right? Like it's often best to just figure out like, what am I really good at? How can I do more of that? Uh, because otherwise I'm just going to keep like approaching mediocrity with everything, um, but I would say, you know, with that example that we just used, um, well, yeah, with, the, with like the gratitude thing, like I, I do want that, like that is one of my core values, or at least that's something I say. So if I notice that I'm getting off track and I'm weak there, then, then yeah, I am going to try to like say, okay, I'm going to need to make some adjustments here. Um, because you know, it's not the kind of life that I want to live. Like I don't want to live a life just kind of going on and not being aware of, of, you know, all the awesome all the awesome people around me or just how great the sky looks, you know, today. Well, not today because we're talking from Colorado and the sky is very dark, but you know, just in general, yeah. like all the great things that, that are, um, you know, out there in the world. Um, like I, if I'm not, if I'm not feeling that, that I need to, I need to change that somehow. In your platform where you have a big audience, I mean, you do influence a lot of people. Is there an area in there where you find yourself in that role which has some responsibility tied to it with mm-hmm. a, a, a worry, a concern. Am I, am I meeting people here where they need me? Is there sp- any specific area that, that haunts you a little bit? There are so many areas, man. Like how much time do we have for this conversation? Because <laughs> I, I feel constantly that uh, I'm worried about disappointing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about letting people down. Um, I try to be accessible in the, in, the, in the sense that anyone can email me. I'm happy to talk to people on social media, et cetera. I, I think that's important. Like I would never want to lose that value. At the same time, like while we're having this conversation, I can think in my mind of like, a bunch of people that I am delayed in responding to, a bunch of commitments that, that I've even made myself that I'm kind of falling short on, um, people that are a little little frustrated with me, rightly so, because I haven't, you know, I, I'm, the, I'm kind of the, you know, the stumbling block or the whatever it is that prevents things from, the bottleneck that prevents things from right. moving forward. Um, so that bothers me. It really does. And I don't, I don't quite know how to fix it because everything that I do, I really believe in. I'm excited about everything. Um, I don't know. It bothers me. 
Well, I'm interested in that. I've heard it was somebody recently that, that we talked with on the interview that talked, you know, they, everybody views you as, okay, you're, you're successful, you're confident and all this. And, and what we find a lot of people in that arena who also are struggling with this. I've heard a couple mm-hmm. ways with the feeling like a fraud or being an imposter. Yeah. Is that come sure. in with you? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course. All okay. the time. In the area of, we just did the show before this and are talking about uh, the side hustle and, you know, the entrepreneurial journey and spirit and the things of that nature. Not again, not that everybody has to be an entrepreneur, but just looking sure, at sure. that aspect. So in your arena with that, when you look at you saying, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, does that, well, I know it doesn't mean you are the expert in every area of business, but where would you say your primary strength is or mm-hmm. ability? Is it in, in visioneering? Is it in, yeah. uh, is it in, 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 you know, doing good projections and seeing a need and filling it before other people do? Is it just in seeing things through Where's, where's Chris strong? Yeah. I don't think it's, it's definitely not in like all the details. It's definitely not in the follow-up in the maintenance. Um, it's also not in the, like building a company. Um, like I really respect like what you guys have done in terms of building like this, this company, this brand. And I, I mean that in a very positive way, like this thing that exists, you know, that goes on, you know, e- even after some of the people who started it aren't there. Like, I think that's very admirable, not good at that at all. I would say the, the, the strength that I have is, uh, in figuring out alternative ways to do things. Hmm. Uh, that's probably like what I, that'd be a defining you know, point of my life since I was a, a teenager, uh, since learning to work for myself, since, you know, going to be an aid worker in West Africa, uh, to the quest I had to visiting every country in the world and then like starting my blog and then becoming an author and, and helping people. That's, that's like the through line of my life, but then also in what I teach as well. It's, it's like helping people fast track their process. So helping people like go from idea to income in 27 days, which is the theme of my new book. And um, that, that's something that I've learned over time that, you know, there's usually with a conventional way to do something and there's got to be at least one alternative way and it's not that the alternative way is always better, but often it is, and often it's faster, and it can save you a lot of a lot of time and hassle if you can find another way around something. Well, so I'm curious on that. Do you, when you say you know you you find ways to do you find different ways to do it, alternative ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, one you could have the I can't remember was it Churchill or whatever you know the never 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 quit, you hmm. know, not taking no for an answer and, and yeah. putting it there. Or is that you or is it more of a, no, you're just, you're kosher with hey, if that didn't work, let's, let's just look and, and think outside of the box and find a different way, which is you. Yeah. 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 Great question. Um, I guess for me, the goal is not very flexible, um, but the strategy or the tactic is, you know, and, and maybe, I don't know if that's Churchill or not. I haven't read enough about uh, Churchill, but like, I guess if you're in a war, like your goal is to win the war, you don't, you don't want to say, oh, I've changed my mind. I'm going to lose the war. Um, but I, I would imagine in most wars, like the no, no plan, you know, survives contact, you know, with the battleground or whatever, like you have to be willing to, to adapt and be flexible. And so I actually think, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a big mistake to, to never give up on something. And we have this in our culture of like winners never quit. Mm-hmm. I think winners quit all the time. Like winners are not afraid to say, like, I thought that was the right thing, but actually it's not, uh, I'm going to try something else. I think there's, there's a lot of strength in that. Friends, I trust you're finding value so far in this conversation. To connect with Chris, go to chrisgillibeau.com. That's G-U-I-L-L-E-B-E-A-U. You can get his new book, Side Hustle, there or wherever you get your books on Amazon as of this recording. It's sitting uh, almost in the top 200 in all books, which is impressive. Uh, you can submit your own side hustle to Chris at sidehustleschool.com. 
Before we resume this great interview, I have two good services to recommend to you. Number one, Goddard School. Have you ever thought about going into business for yourself, but were overwhelmed by the idea of doing it by yourself? Operating a franchise gives you the best of both worlds, the freedom of owning your own business and the support and resources of an established successful brand. The Goddard School is a premier franchise of private preschools, provides you the opportunity to own a recession-resistant business while making a positive impact on children and their families. There's an ever-increasing demand for high-quality preschools and childcare. Having been a trusted name among parents and families for nearly 30 years, the Goddard School's proven educational approach ensures that children have fun while learning the skills they need for long-term success in school and in life. Not to mention, children's daycare services earned a total of $47.8 billion in revenue in 2016 and are projected to earn $52.5 billion by 2021. When you become a Goddard School franchisee, you receive best-in-class support from a team of knowledgeable professionals in marketing, advertising, finance, IT, and more. For more information or to apply to become a Goddard School franchisee, visit learnaboutgoddard.com. And that's G-O-D-D-A-R-D. Again, learnaboutgoddard.com. And then Princess Cruise Lines. If you could take a vacation to anywhere in the world, where would you go? I love having my home in the high Rocky Mountains, but my vacations take me to warm water, beaches, and lakes. Uh, well, chances are, whether you want to trek through one of the world's last temperate rainforest in Tasmania or bike along the winding canals of Copenhagen, Princess Cruise Lines can turn your dream into a reality. Princess Cruises was voted to have the best itineraries, and they sailed over 360 destinations worldwide. So no matter where you want to go, Princess Cruises can take you there. There's never been a better time to plan a vacation with Princess Cruises than during one of their most popular sales of the year, three for free. On over 200 cruises across every destination, guests will enjoy free onboard spending money, free gratuities, and a free stateroom location upgrade. Just visit princess.com slash Ziggler for details. Again, that's princess.com slash Ziggler. Speaking to, again, you're talking to so many people who, again, whether they think that they're an entrepreneur or they're just going to do a side hustle, but do some entrepreneurial things. I that people get that perspective of, okay, to be an entrepreneur, you have to be this big extrovert, super outgoing, <laughs> big risk taker. Uh, and I, I've been bothered by that sometimes because I think, uh -huh. well, it's just the ones that they hear about are the ones who are out there talking and yet there's a sea of people they're never going to hear from that sure. are doing it. Sure, but sure. where are you, where do you feel like you fit in that extrovert, super outgoing, big risk taker, you know, even uh -huh. the, the, like the disc profile kind of stuff that people look at, they, oh, entrepreneurs sure. must be all the high D stuff. Where do you fit? Yeah. Let's, let's separate risk from that. Cause I feel like that's all, that's different. Okay. Let's do the introvert extrovert thing. Um, on that spectrum, I fall a hundred percent on the introvert side. Huh. I, I am not an extrovert at all. And uh, I think people make a mistake in assuming sometimes that because someone can speak or they're comfortable in social situations or whatever, that therefore they must be an extrovert. And really all that extroversion or introversion is about is like, where do you get your energy from? Like, how do you recharge? You know, what is your default mode? And my default mode is, is being by myself and, uh, I, I will do events and I actually, I like them. I look forward to them. Um, but then at the end of the night, I need to go back to my hotel and, and basically, you know, just be by myself. I mean, I go on tour and people are like, 
you know, do you want to come and stay on my couch? I'm like, I really appreciate it, but actually I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So introvert hundred percent on that side. So if there's any other introverts or sensitive people out there, I was like, you can, you can certainly succeed in, uh, in all kinds of things. And online business, I think is actually great because with online business, uh, you know, you're, you're not like a door to door salesman. You're not like necessarily, you're interacting with people on a day to day basis, but in a very different way, which I think is, um, it's kind of natural for introverts. Now, as for the risk thing, like I said, I feel like that's kind of, kind of different. Um, I don't, I think maybe I've taken a lot of calculated risk, mm -hmm. but I've never just, I, I don't think I've ever taken a risk without having some idea that it, that it might work, you know? Um, like even going to every country in the world, like I thought about it for a long time. I, I did some research, tried to figure out like, is this possible? How many countries are there? How much would this cost? Like how much time would this take? Like, what are the challenges? So I tend to think like that. And then once I, once I see, okay, it's hard, it, it can be really hard, but it's not impossible. You know, it's just like running a marathon or an ultra marathon. It's really hard, but it's not impossible. Like people have done it. So I think that's how I kind of feel about that. I love it. Well, hey, thank you so much for just giving us a little behind the scenes on on Chris. I think that helps people <laughs> kind of be able to accept it. You know, that was Zig's big thing is get up on stage and tell his personal story and that he was an everyday guy. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for being oh, here with us. And uh, again, just sharing your heart. Awesome. Thank you so much.